What's the most efficient path to victory against this particular opponent? He's dropping off the choke here. We could see the finish. It's looking tight. Tyler Delbrun. Hello, welcome to the Essential Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kwan. The Essential Jiu-Jitsu Podcast is everything you need to know about Jiu-Jitsu. Well, here we are, episode one. My intention for this episode is a pilot episode that basically introduces who I am and what my vision is for the show. My idea is to bring you the best possible educational BJJ content. I want to do this very similarly to the BJJ Mental Models podcast that me and my brother Steve created. It is a podcast to help you improve in all levels of jiu-jitsu in different various topics, and it doesn't really matter who you are. You could be high level, you could be a beginner, you could be a coach or a gym owner, you could be a business person. This podcast is coming from my own experience with over 15 years of grappling experience and jujitsu training. And I'd like to share with you some knowledge that I have, whether it's going to be conceptual knowledge or perhaps focusing on particular techniques. Every episode is going to be different. And we are just going to nerd out and talk about everything jujitsu. One thing for sure is I only have a desire to share the best, most authentic jujitsu knowledge possible. And that is my goal with the podcast. I want to emphasize the mental aspect of BJJ because I feel that a lot of people, myself included, as a young grappler in my earlier 20s, I thought if I show up to the gym, if I train hard, if I'm always on the mats and I'm outworking my training partners, I will have success. And this is true. To some degree, this is very true. And I feel like a lot of practitioners out there have this focus when they train. However, I believe that the mental aspect of BJJ, for example, studying, observing instructionals, and really diving into the conceptual approach of jujitsu and taking a real focus on the mental aspect of the art is just as important, if not more focused than the physical. We will be discussing lots of physical jujitsu, such as mechanics and whatnot, tactics. Uh, like I said, every episode will be different. I find uh, I want to really share the best teaching, learning, and training methods possible. That is my goal with this show, to make you a better grappler, a better coach, and just better all around at jujitsu. For those of you who don't know who I am, like I said, I am Matt Kwan. I am the co-creator of the BJJ Mental Models podcast with Steve Kwan, and I am the owner and head operator and head instructor of On Guard Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Pitt Meadows. My personal life, for those who don't know, I was previously a chef. I'm a Red Seal certified chef in the culinary arts about, what would it be, eight years ago, maybe six years ago. I quit my job as a chef to become a full-time gym owner and operator. I live in Port Coquitlam with my family, my wife and two kids. We also have two cats who may make guest cameos on the show from here, uh, from here and now. I am big into hockey. In fact, I just restarted playing hockey. 
after years of focusing on jujitsu, I'm now getting back on the ice. I'm into weightlifting. And after last year, I am now into playing musical instruments, guitar and drums. I feel like they help my timing and my coordination, and it really complements, you know, different aspects of my life to take on uh, skills like music, and it keeps your mind sharp. So those are sort of my personal interests. I also like gardening, which is something else that I just recently took up. Uh, A side note on hockey, even though it has nothing to do with jujitsu, I approached hockey or my return to hockey much like I do with jujitsu. And we were talking about the mental aspects of jujitsu. I had played hockey for about 14 years uh, previously. And when I wanted to get back into hockey, I took a mental approach and I started studying videos on YouTube, which were resources not available to me as a child playing hockey. And I learned a lot of things that I was messing up. So I've tried to take that Kaizen approach to hockey, just like everything else. I, I decided when I was going to make my return that I would come back an improved version of myself. And uh, this will be a reoccurring theme throughout the many shows that we have is the Kaizen mindset and always trying to achieve more, always knowing that you are a student. And even if you have over a decade of experience in something, you can always approach it as a white belt and gaining new insights, which I have done through hockey, changing little things, strategic changes, mechanical changes. Um, That's just my little side note on playing hockey. That's a sport that I loved and played for years growing up. And I truly am forever a white belt. And I take this mindset into jujitsu. Other things about me, I was the SFU grappling coach pre-COVID era. I was brought on for several seasons to teach the SFU grappling team, Simon Simon Fraser University grappling team. I also have a kid's book, Zara Can Do Jiu-Jitsu, about my daughter who does jiu-jitsu with me. And it's a wonderful book. I'm really proud of it. And if you have a child or you're interested in getting your child into jiu-jitsu or perhaps another martial art, please check out Zara Can Do Jiu-Jitsu. Unlike other kids' jiu-jitsu books, Zara Can Do Jiu-Jitsu focuses on daily training that kids go through, the ups and downs, the struggles, and the successes of the life of jiu-jitsu. And uh, it's a great family bonding book. Anyways, that's my shameless plug on Zara Can Do Jiu-Jitsu. Lastly, I'm the creator of the On Guard Online Academy, which is uh, something that I've done now for just over a year. It's my online academy. Uh, On my online academy, you will find my lesson analysis where I film all of our lessons that we do in the gym every day. Uh, I also have different sections such as uh, a kid's section, a referee's section, a fundamental section, and so much more. I'll be adding a lot to the online academy this year, and it is turning out to be a pretty sweet product. So let's talk about this show. What makes the Essential Jiu-Jitsu podcast different from other podcasts? This is a passion project for me. Um, I'm putting I'm putting study and the research of BJJ first. I'm really trying to share my experiences uh, through jiu-jitsu and trying to share things that have made me uh, the coach that I am, the competitor that I am. Uh, not that I'm some world champion, but uh, you know, I I really take jiu-jitsu seriously. And I've just like anyone else, I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. Uh, wasting time training in particular ways. And I want to share those experiences with you over time and try and shortcut your 
your growth so that you can get it good as fast as possible, learning from my mistakes and taking the best uh, teaching and training habits that I've developed and I've adopted from the best coaches and the best athletes in the world. I'm a big fan of study and I really wanted a place where I could share that in a nice audio package. And that's where the podcast comes into play. So if you're doing, uh, you know, working or doing stuff around the house, you can just tune in and absorb information from my experience. I want to cover everything Brazilian jiu-jitsu, everything from uh, current events, tactics, mechanics, different ways that we can become better teachers, ways that we can teach kids better, ways that we can improve uh, moves that we already do, and so on and so forth. Think of this as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu lecture. Uh, That's the idea of this show, is to be strictly educational, but I'm going to try and make it not as dry as possible. Uh, I like to joke around, and I like to have fun. So I'm hoping that we're going to have some raw conversations as well, Um, I'm not afraid to talk about certain topics and I want to also make this, uh, like I said, as educational as possible so that when you tune in, you're going to leave with something new in your tool belt and you'll always have something that you can add to your game. That is my goal. Um, you might be asking who can benefit from this information. I already mentioned if you're a coach, if you're an entrepreneur, a gym owner, a competitor, a beginner, or perhaps you're an advanced practitioner, you've been training over a decade, maybe you're a black belt, Um, or even if you are uh, a kid or someone who works with kids. I've taught kids now for about, God, about seven years now, and our kids program is quite successful, uh, at least on the local level here, and I'm happy to share my experiences with you in, uh, it doesn't matter who you are or what walk of life you come from. We're all jiu-jitsu practitioners at the end of the day. I wanted to discuss in this pilot episode, even though it is kind of a meet and greet type episode, uh, just the shift of BJJ teaching and learning from back in the 90s to now. You know, back back when jiu-jitsu was basically just becoming mainstream to now, uh, there's so many things we could talk about. Uh, the, the old style of BJJ, you know, a lot of uh, anyone who has followed the sport for a while has seen the positions change every year. We see new positions and new uh, new concepts and and new moves. And um, the old style of jujitsu, we would see a lot of you know passing on the knees and closed guard and things like that. Whereas the new style, there's all these different types of inverted moves. There's leg locks. There's lapel guards. There's uh, you know all these different types of styles. And I remember when I first got into jujitsu, I was kind of what, what some people in the training room considered the next generation, right? I remember having roles with guys who were older than me, who had been training for a while. And after, after we'd have this role, I was, I was studying sort of these new moves and they were kind of locked in the past. And I, you know, I'd have a successful role with them and they'd say, Oh, you're the new generation and whatnot. And I thought, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. And I was like 20, 22 at this time. And then now I look at this, what I consider the new generation, you know, the kids that I have in my program who are like starting, they're starting around five, six, seven years old. And, uh, I started when I was about 20 and these kids are doing moves that I could never do. Um, you know, when I first started and I believe that my role is kind of the bridge between the old 
jujitsu and the new generation of jujitsu where we're going to see black belts. Uh, you know, it's not going to be uncommon to see black belts before 20 years old. Whereas I started at 20 years old. When I started, I remember looking at uh, black belts. There weren't a lot in the area, but most black belts, I would say, were in their 30s. Um, you know, and people who are winning world champion championships were uh, in their 30s and whatnot. Nowadays, if you're winning world championships in your 30s, it's um, it's not uncommon, but it, it you we are seeing a lot younger starting athletes and a lot younger uh, world champions. Um, you know, take a guy like. A Tynan Dalpra or uh, like uh, a Dante Leon. These guys are early, mid, uh, 20 years old. So it's, a, it's incredible how the sport is changing and how we're seeing these young athletes. And so my role, my role in jiu-jitsu, I believe, is to kind of be that bridge between the old generation and the new generation and my role as an instructor plus my role as a host on this show is to acknowledge and to spread the new methods that have been changed in terms of coaching and uh, the approach to the sport. Because I do believe that a lot of schools, a lot of coaches are adopting still old school methods that aren't the most effective. And that's where I want to come in and say, okay, guys, I think that, uh, you know, there's smarter ways to do things. And that's what I hope to get across with this show. Um, And we are so lucky now that we have so much widespread information, almost an almost saturated information uh, from the best athletes and the best coaches available. And you can get information now that just wasn't available when I first started. Even when I first started, YouTube was kind of a new thing. And you'd be lucky if you found quality instruction on YouTube back then. Nowadays, everyone's on YouTube uh, like I mentioned, we're getting instructionals from the best in the world. You're going to hear me over and over again, uh, talk up guys like John Danaher, Gordon Ryan, Craig Jones, um, you know, the Mendez brothers. I think, I believe that these are the finest instructionals you can get on the market right now. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was a brown belt first tinkering with leg locks with my professor, Rob Bernacki. Um, there just wasn't any leg lock instruction out there. We were basically watching what the Danaher death squad was doing in their earlier days, even before Gordon Ryan and trying to mimic and emulate what they're doing and doing kind of a shitty job at it, but also having some success. And then, you know, there was nothing, there was no Danaher enter the legs or enter the system, leg locks or anything like that. And now fast forward, you know, what, six years, seven years. And, and we have, plethora of leg lock instructionals from both offensive and defensive perspectives coming at us more information than we could ever digest. Um, and it really is fantastic to see. So I, I'm a big fan of watching instructionals and trying to learn a new thing every day. And so I hope to portray that in this show so that you can, again, take that information that I've downloaded, compressed, and hopefully you can leave here with something new every day that you can use right away. Um, and yeah, my role as an instructor between the old and new generation, I want to give the next generation the most current pedagogy. So the, the best way to learn jujitsu, in my opinion, the most current methods, the most effective methods so that we're not wasting time like I did for many years, learning jujitsu in a less effective way. I love the saying, I always share it with my students. You know, you can, you can train for 10 years or you can train one year, 10 times. And it's, it's very true. I see a lot of athletes that have spent 
a lot of time training at other gyms and then they come visit my gym and they they just get smoked and it really does come down to the training environment the partners the instruction uh and the systems and the mechanics right so uh i i I do believe that time on the mats does not necessarily equate to success and uh, again hopefully i can accelerate your success through this show Uh, I already talked about gathering information from the best, condensing it, and sharing it on this platform. That is my mission, to share it to you uh, all all the time that I spend studying jujitsu. And I'm obsessed with jujitsu. I do not have a job. This, or or I should say, I don't have a normal job. My job is to study jujitsu. And, you know, most practitioners do have a day job. And hopefully, you can get something out of this. I want to keep the standards of jujitsu high and only encourage the highest of quality. That has always been my mantra as a chef, as an entrepreneur, and now as a podcaster, it's no different. I want to stay current as the sport moves on and as I get older. I think uh, becoming myopic and and becoming uh, stagnant as a coach is one of the worst ways to um, retain students and one of the worst ways to have students win at a high level. I think it's one of the best ways to lose students <laughs> as I have benefited from uh, in my journey as an instructor. Uh, I love when the coaches at other gyms around me don't spend the time studying because they just have less tools that they can offer their students. And I get the benefits of that when my students go and compete. And uh, like I said, it's a mental game. It really is. And you have to have to stay ahead of the curve as a coach. And that is my motto as an instructor. I want to build not only great athletes, but great instructors. That is such an important thing. You hear John Danaher talk about this. Not only are his athletes great competitors, but they are great instructors. And I want my great instructors to be able to produce great instructors. That is a, a real measure of success for me as a coach. Can I build Great athletes, great competitors, great instructors, but can I also give them the tools needed to create great instructors so that the knowledge can keep getting passed on and the jujitsu in uh, my area and now worldwide, hopefully by the by way of this show, uh, we can reach even a higher level throughout the generations over and over again. That's my that's how I look at my contribution to jujitsu, anyways. What can you expect from this show? Well, I'm going to include my show notes into every episode. Hopefully somewhere I can uh, kind of put into print where where my thoughts are for you to look at and for you to reflect on, because I know a lot of people do learn very well through the written word. Um, Obviously, what I learned and date from day to day, uh, my 15 years studying jiu-jitsu. I hope to share it here. Like I mentioned earlier, I want to talk about current events, upcoming tournaments, things like that. Uh, potentially going to be releasing mini series and premium content. You know, I might do like a, a leg lock a podcast mini series. Um, there's also a couple of other topics that I'm, I, I can see myself packaging as mini series, other premium content for you. Um, I also want to have a lot of interaction with you guys. You know, ideally, I wanted to have this show to be a live show, kind of like a call-in show. Um, Before that can happen, I need to gain some traction. I need to make sure that you guys are actually listening to the show before I ever did a a live call-in show. But that is something that I would love to do. 
But regardless, uh, I do want to have you guys ask me questions so I can go over it on the show. I will talk about that, how you can reach us in a moment and give us suggestions and ideas uh, what to discuss and, and how we can make this show a better experience for you, the listener. And then lastly, uh, I'm not opposed to having people on the show for interviews, although I am looking to basically just nerd out with you guys one-on-one for an hour and give a, you know, what I look at as a lecture. So it's not going to be just a, uh, a show where I'm constantly interviewing people. I want to give my views of jujitsu and, and how we can make the sport even better for the next generation. So here's how you can get in contact with me and how you can interact with the show. If you follow Instagram, you can message me at the essential jujitsu podcast. This is a new page that I just created. I'd have, I don't really have any content on there right now, but if you do have questions, if you, uh, if you're curious, feel free to message me ask questions. Uh, I will take ones that I really like and I'll bring them to the show. Also, you can email me at ejjpod at gmail.com. That's ejjpod at gmail.com. Happy to look at your requests and suggestions and questions and all that good stuff. Here's how you can support the show. I don't really have anything right now. (laughs) I don't have any premium content set up. That is going to obviously come maybe a patron or something. Um, but it's to be determined at the moment, there will be opportunities for you to donate to the show. If you like what you hear, um, you, if you really like what, uh, I have to offer and you like my coaching style and you can listen to me for, you know, more than, more than a half hour or so, you can always check out my online Academy at www.onguardbjj.com for only 10 bucks a month. You can subscribe to the online Academy. I put out daily content, feel free to take a look around and see what you think. Um, Also, uh, just liking this podcast, wherever, whatever platform you might see this podcast on, if you give it a like and a share, that helps out tremendously. And uh, when you go to the gym, just talking about it with your training partner, say, hey, like if, (laughs) if I do help you, tell your training partners, hey, uh, I, I, there's a cool show out. Have you heard BJJ Mental Models? Matt Kwan, he now has his own show, The Essential Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. It, it's, uh, it's good. So even just word of mouth is probably the best way you can help at the moment. And lastly, just keep tuning in because I'm hoping to put out weekly episodes about, like I said, a variety of topics and uh, would love if you could join me and nerd out about jiu-jitsu because that's really what it's all about. Anyway, guys, that's the first episode. Uh, it just just trying to introduce myself and tell you what you're going to get with this show. Again, talk to you about how you can interact with the show. And I look forward to hearing from you and giving you the best content possible because the Essential Jiu-Jitsu Podcast really is everything you need to know about Jiu-Jitsu. Thank you.